We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so we usually play music on the show that is related to the topic, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. So yeah. Carl decided to start this week with Bang Bang by Ariana yeah, because Grande. He, because he couldn't find a song called Pew Pew. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman Hello. and my partner, Bo Matthews. Bo, what's happening? Pew, pew pew. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm hey, good. People, How are you? People are starting to tell that to me on the street too. I heard you really. Pew, pew. Yes. There you go. Is it, that what you want to be known for? Um, of thirty years in broadcasting, hey. if, as long as they remember you, it exactly. doesn't matter. Exactly. No such thing as bad publicity, right? So we got a great <laughs> show for you today. Um, uh, I think James Knowles has been on this show before. He's definitely been on uh, 97.1 and KMOX. On various shows in the past, uh, he is the former mayor of Ferguson. He was there through everything. He was there through the initial uh, tragedy with Michael Brown, and then there after the, um, uh, you know, obviously through the riots and, and protests the first time. Got and reelected. Got reelected, and was then there also after the uh, after the court case was was not uh, taken up by Bob McCullough, and then you know the riots happened again. And I covered a lot. I, I was in Ferguson for uh, many nights covering uh, all of that. So um, we're going to have the former mayor of Ferguson on, James Knowles, because he has some really fascinating insight to, after what we saw at the Capitol a couple of weeks ago, he and I have had multiple conversations, and he has pointed out some big differences in the way that the riot, or the, the yeah, well, they were, the riots in Ferguson, and the protests in Ferguson, the way that they were covered by the news, the way that uh, people, you know, uh, tried tried to or or didn't try to hold um, criminals accountable for their actions, and the way the DOJ handled the situation in Ferguson, as opposed to the way that they handle things now, or you know, apparently handle things now after watching uh, what happened in the Capitol a couple weeks ago, he's got some really interesting stories and insight about how all of that went down and how different it seems to be being handled now 
Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. You guys can make up your own decisions. But that's going to be a super interesting conversation with uh, the former mayor of Ferguson, James Knowles. Uh, he'll be on the show in just a little bit, and he will be sticking around for the podcast exclusive. So yep. make sure you uh, download that podcast exclusive. The show podcast, of course, goes out every Friday. The podcast exclusive goes out every Monday. Two podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors for you each and every week. Right now, we will start the show the way we always start the show. With all reliable, our good friend Aaron Tarlow, <laughs> the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, always great to talk with you, buddy. How's it going? Oh, I'm just sitting here uh, contemplating. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the amount of trouble we're in. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I always ask you this because I, I always find it fascinating because it's it gives it gives us some insight into uh, what the you know the common person is thinking. You know, you're there in the store many days. Jess is there in the store every day. You guys are having conversations with customers as they come and go. What is the vibe at Southern Armory, and what are people, what are your customers talking about? So I think the reality is, has set in because, you know, last week the the whole thing was w- what's going to happen. There was a ton of, you know, information out there that there was going to be mass arrests and, you know, Trump was going to be the, the next president. Um, and get sworn in, and and I was just like, I don't know. I mean, we're going to see. I don't know. You know, I don't know what to expect. You know, we never, never seen this before. Uh, so now, uh, folks are coming in and going. Well, I need, I need ammo. I need an AR. I need an AK. I need magazines. I need. And now they're know. saying that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really amped up now. Hmm. Uh, it was, it was going on before, uh, but you know, even my wife said she's like, you know, it's kind of weird. She's like, it's like. People still think, you know, that that Trump's gonna, you know, pull off some miraculous uh, save on Stop the Steal, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think this is gonna be the most controversial thing that we've probably ever seen in our lifetime. Um, you know, the numbers just don't make sense, and we can talk about that on another day. But uh, that's that's it. So now people are like, I need a bunch of stuff, and then you have people that are like. For pressure on the it, your store and the firearms industry in general to amp up, like you said, after what we've gone through in 2020, that's pretty incredible. Right. And and so now people are coming in going, well, where's all your handguns? And it's we had another <laughs> run on handguns last week. And, uh, and my wife's like, well, we've got some more coming, but they're selling off the list again, you know, on the incoming side where before we, we stocked up the walls, we had back stock. And we literally, you know, we had like five or six handguns on the wall. It was like insane. So we just got another big shipment in, you know, and same thing with rifles. And, and you know, and so you get people that are like, well, I'll just go to another store then. And then they go to another store and they're like, and they come back and they're like, yeah, I'll take that one. It's like, yep. Okay. Not a problem. Because <laughs> the other store they went to didn't yeah. didn't have anything either. Yeah. Uh, so this is not like a, you know, issue with us. I mean, we added. A ton of wholesalers and what manufacturer direct, and uh, you know we're getting stuff every week. It's just now it's starting to be like it was right after COVID. You know, first started with the lockdowns, where we were selling it off the list of stuff we knew we had coming in. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. And uh, there's really, you know, I don't see an end in sight uh, until uh, these manufacturers go back to working. Uh, three full shifts because right now they're every other shift a lot of them are sanitizing in between so you you work first shift second shift will come in and sanitize third shift will come in and run a bunch of production 
and then uh, first shift will sanitize, second shift will work. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you think that uh, just the optics of seeing uh, how the Capitol looks, Aaron, that people see that they want to, you know, they're protecting the Capitol and that fear. I mean, you're obviously selling firearms uh, because fear there's there's fear in people's hearts because we don't know what's you know what it's going to be like. But, you know, if President Biden to protect themselves. Yeah, but if, if President Biden is the, you know, the unifier uh, that, you know, he's going to unite the country. You know, I'm kind of sitting back going, okay, I'm I'm ready, buddy. Show me how this is going to happen, because I would really love to be able to sleep a little bit better at night. So, don't you think it's a it's a fear based purchase? No, it's not a. First of all, he's not a unifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, well, 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 hold on, no, th- but he said that he was. Yeah, that, he said he was. yeah, he, he says it, but that's not. No, yeah. we can't we can't mock him at this point. But well, you know. his actions have already proven him not to be a unifier, which yeah. is which is uh, that's politics. I mean, there's not very many there's not very many Republicans that are unifiers either. It's not a uh, this isn't a Joe Biden thing. This is poli- this is politics. They, politics they want their they want power. Yeah. But Bo's giving him the benefect of the doubt. The honeymoon period is still on for Bo. I think I think good Bo's, job. Bo. I think that's a great. I'm I think, trying, buddy. I think Bo's question is a really good one, Aaron. If if if, if, if you agree that um, fear is a big motivator right now, do do you think that that fear is fear of of society breaking down fear of crime being you know getting more prevalent or fear of losing second amendment rights like i need to buy these guns now because i may not be the fear is they won't be able to do that in the future which which fear are we talking about so you're getting people coming in going well i've always wanted a clock i've always wanted an fal i've always wanted an ak uh or i've always wanted a insert your handgun rifle shotgun there uh, and so they're like, I need to buy it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's what they're, that's what they're doing. And we've seen that before. I mean, that's how I ended up with my first AR, my first AK was under the Obama administration. And I went and I bought an AR and an AK, you know, that day, you know, you were, know were you, hold on, Aaron, were you not in business at that time? No, this was, I was, uh, like 21. Mm. When, when, when did you, longer. he's a young when, man. What? Yeah, this is this is this is uh, like uh, like 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. So when did when did uh, when did your store open? Oh, might have even been longer than that. Uh, Twenty ten is when we started the firearms business with the the firearms sales. We were doing firearms instruction when I was uh, when I was in college. So hmm. I've been wow. doing that side of stuff for probably like fifteen years. Uh, so this was Aaron's was only twenty six years old, Bo. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I was I was in college. Uh, when did Obama come in? Like oh eight, oh eight, eight, yeah, eight. yeah. So well, it was technically oh like, nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like so it was like eight into eight. Carl, uh, beginning <laughs> of nine is when I got my uh, my AR and AK. Because you thought, yeah, because you thought with the Democrat administration coming in that there might yeah. that opportunity and may was, not last very long. Yeah. How many and times, Aaron, in in the last year? Have a when a, a, has a customer come in to Southern Armory that would normally wait. They would come in and they say, "I want a Ruger revolver," and yeah. and you don't have one on the you don't have one. You can order it. It'll take whatever time it'll take. And they say, "Okay, that's fine. I'll wait." As opposed to that same customer comes in now, they want the Ruger revolver, but you have a Glock with a clip in in the case, so they'll just buy that because they're not getting what they want. And other under 
old time circumstances they would have waited, but today they won't wait. Is that is that prevalent they, right now? I don't know about prevalent. That's always been a customer type. Okay. okay? Hmm. I mean, it, it's like I want to pick up. You know, I want to pick up, and you can't get the Dodge, so you buy the Ford. Mm-hmm. I want to leave with you know? something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna leave with something. So uh, that's always been a customer type. But then you have those customers, and it, and it's weird because my wife only my wife and I have had this discussion too, where it's like, they're he's buying a he's buying a revolver, you know, like a five eighty six or six eighty six or a six twenty nine. Those are like the bigger three fifty seven Magnum, forty four Magnum, or like a five hundred Smith and Wesson. He's like, I better get it now before they ban it. My wife, my wife are looking at each other like, can I get ban revolvers? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, yeah. I mean, here, you know, we'll sell it to you, but you know, it's never, never been like a ban issue. Um, I've had several other people go. I, I probably need to pick up that bolt action, and it's like, yeah, they ain't gonna ban that. I mean, <laughs> I'll order it, I'll sell it to you, but I mean, that's not what they're going after, you know. Um, another conversation has been uh, the NRA. We've been talking about the NRA a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, with people, and they're like, yeah, they're starting to ramp back up and ask for donations. It's been a quiet four years under Trump, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like, duh. Um, yeah, I mean, Biden said he's going, I mean, he said in a press conference last week that he's, one of his top priorities is to, quote, defeat the NRA. Right. And, and didn't so, I say uh, something about the NRA is uh, nearly bankrupt well, at that's this point? They're trying to move to Texas, so they mm-hmm. need to declare bankruptcy in order to complete that process. Oh. Wow, yeah, check and, you and out. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so that's, you know, you're right there, uh, Carl and um, New Chad. And uh, so we've... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I like New Chad. New Chad. I like New that. Chad. I like that. And uh, I, I talked with Chad the other day. He's doing he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's great. so with, with all that being said, um, yeah, uh, they're declaring bankruptcy. They're moving to Texas. And uh, there's a few theories out there why they're doing this. I don't know why they didn't do it decades ago. Uh, but one of it's like, well, they got, they're trying to escape these lawsuits and stuff. And I'm like, New York is not the friendliest you know, state I would be in. And then other people are like, Wayne Lapierre has embezzled all this money and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that's why the coffers are empty. And I'm like, don't know. You know, <laughs> I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not privy uh, to that information. So uh i'm just gonna kind of hang out and uh hope for the best but you know people hoping that the nra fails it's like being on an airplane hoping the freaking pilot dies and the same thing with people are like you know screaming biden isn't my president i mean if this dude fails america fails right Right? exactly and uh you may not like his rhetoric right uh or you may not like his policies the same thing with Trump. Like I, you know, sometimes he would go up, Trump would go off on tangent. I'd be like, whatever. But his policies were great. Mm-hmm. Energy, energy independence. We had no new wars. I'd go on and on and on. And it was like awesome. You, you know. So yeah. I mean, you're just not going to win yeah. with these arguments. You know. I'm looking at. Are you qualified? And what are you doing? You know. I right. care about the. I could care less about his his words. But we're going to unite everybody. No, uniting everybody means everybody's going to come to way, your way of thinking. Exactly. Um, and, and that's, and that's what that is. And that is not a secret. That is, that is out there. I mean, mm-hmm. people in his administration talk about like reeducation camps. It's like, come on, we're not going to do reeducation camps. Reprogramming we're, Trump supporters. Yeah. yeah that's that's you know? amazing. Aaron, before so, we let you go, uh, tell people how they can find Southern Armory in person, online, social media, all that, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. You can uh, come in and see us. We're one mile east of 270 and 44 at 9901 Watson Road at uh, in Crestwood. And then uh, 
Sorry, I went blank there for a second. But you can find <laughs> us on Southern Armory on Facebook. Um, you know, we are posting you know kind of stuff intermittently. That'll that'll ramp up as we start to see what the new administration is starting to look like. We've also got the Second Amendment News podcast, and that's uh, you know we're sharing information there as well, different articles and whatnot uh, as well. So you follow those two places, you'll see us go live. Um, either we'll, be, we'll either be talking politics, we'll be talking. Uh, guns and ammo and accessories uh, and all that. Plus, it's a good way for you to kind of keep up on what inventory we're getting in because it is coming in and out really quick. So if you're getting on there and you're seeing, hey, we just got, you know, these 12 handguns, 15 handguns, these 20 rifles uh, today, probably a good time to to come in uh, and see us. I would not wait. If you see that post, you know, make it a priority. Yeah, right. Uh, so the other part uh, is the, the famous one. You can come see us at southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. And that is Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Always great to talk with you, buddy. We will talk to you same time next week. Yep, next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take another quick break, and we've got more Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors coming next. Don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I gotta be. Hold on. I don't wanna go on. I'll see you when you get back, but I'll be up all night. Still cleaning this gun. (laughs) (laughs) It's because we have daughters, Tony. I know. Laying down the law. Uh, I know, yeah. Well, maybe your daughter will be like mine, and uh, she carried a, a, a rifle in the army, so she's got her mm. own gun. Yeah, I have a 17-year-old daughter, so I know Same here. exactly how Rodney Atkins feels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Big thanks again to Aaron Tarlow for joining us in that first segment. Coming up in just a few minutes, we are going to talk to the former mayor of Ferguson, Missouri, James Knowles, a uh, friend of the radio station, um, and somebody that we've had a lot of conversations with, but off the air, I've been having a lot of conversations with James lately, is he's been uh, giving me some background into, and, and some reaction to the way that the media and politicians have been handling the, the riot at the Capitol and the discussion about these 
riots and protests and how that has shifted suddenly since the times of Ferguson and other riots that we've seen break out after protests um, over the last few years. And he's he's told me he's able to provide some insight about how, uh, like, interactions with the DOJ, which at the time was the Obama D- DOJ, and how they worked with the city of Ferguson and the law enforcement there and the way that, uh, you know, everything was reported on and the way that criminal investigations were handled and the seeming differences of how it's being handled now and how it was handled then. And I think it's really fascinating stuff. So uh, ask the, uh, the the mayor to come on and join us. And so we'll talk to him in a few minutes. He's also going to stick around for our podcast exclusive, two podcasts of Second Amendment Radio every week. The show podcast goes out on Fridays. The podcast exclusive goes out on Mondays. You can get those podcasts anywhere you get podcasts, but I recommend the Radio.com app because the Radio.com app is free. You can stream the station on the Radio.com app. You can rewind live radio, and you can get the podcast of this and every other show on the station there on the Radio.com app. Well, we have a few minutes here before, James. I want to talk about a couple of uh, – I want to go into the great outdoors for a minute and get a break away from these politics and everything. And, of course, every time we're talking about the great outdoors – it's brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are your true gun concierge in De Pere, Missouri, just a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road next to the tennis store, and you'll see the tennis sign before you get to the store. But it's right there. Jesse, Brad, and Kenny are ready for you. They want to be your gun store, your gun concierge. Just go to RazorbackArmory.com for more info. Tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory. So, Bo, I was talking about you this week um, with a new advertiser um, and uh, somebody that I think will be a part of this show in the future. And it was uh, uh, this guy's named Hank, and he is the he's the general manager of the Farmers Co-op Old Town Country Store in St. Peter's, which I was oh, wow. unaware of. It's right at, you know, Which 70- is why he wants to advertise. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, it's, and this thing's been there. This thing's been there since 1916. So it's been there over 100 years. And, wow, um, seen a lot. And it's, and it's right off the highway, uh, 70 and Mid-Rivers. You know the QT at 70 mm-hmm. and Mid-Rivers? It's- it's north of the mall. Yeah, you just right mm-hmm. off the if you're coming if you're coming from my house, you go you know you hang a right right at uh, seventy and Mid Rivers. If you're going west on seventy, you hang a right on Mid Rivers, and the QT is right there. It's right behind the QT. It's like literally right behind the QT. I've been to that QT hundreds of times. I never knew this store was back there, and it is a sweet store. So I'm talking to Hank, and you know, getting a chance to meet him and and learn about the store, and we're talking about. Um, the station, and we talk about this show a little bit, and he's a big country music fan, so he's a big Bo Matthews fan. Hey, course. now, I'll take it. I'll right? take it. And one of the things, so they sell, uh, some of the, the biggest products that they sell out there are, like, animal care products for everything, from, you know, cats and dogs to chickens and rabbits and horses and Pigs, everything. Pig, yep, yeah, they got everything. they got it all, right? Lifestyle. Feed and seed. They got, you got, they got it covered. Um, and one of the products is fish food like for ponds and lakes oh yeah floating catfish food i use it all the time so there you go so um he unaware of our story and the saga of your lake and the fish that are no longer there (laughs) i told him the story but i didn't spoil it and i said you know i said hey you know bo he's got this lake and he used to have all these catfish in it maybe we can Get some food here for you know for Bo, and maybe he can start to start to you know try to get these grow some more fish back in the. I said, you know, he said it used to be full, and you said, you know, all the fish would feed like crazy every time they went down there, and then 
suddenly they disappeared and there was no fish kill or anything. I was like, do you got any theories? And he said, does Bo let anybody fish that pond? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, only a couple. And he said, did Bo check their freezers? <laughs> <laughs> did he I say said, that? Yes, yes. I said, exactly. <laughs> Hank, hold on, Hank. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you through the radio. Hank, it may not be true because I've learned recently oh. that major explosions can can get, basically give fish heart attacks. Oh. So we've got a guy that blows municipal-style fireworks near our property. Mm. I mean, we're talking big stuff. And okay. it's weird because it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so you can't see them, but you can hear them for sure, especially like when I'm recording uh, in my studio. <laughs> That's the only thing that gets through my earth home. Mm. Uh, I And a helicopter, maybe I can maybe hear it, but... Uh, I'm thinking the explosion thing could have something to do with it, although I don't own a scuba gear uh, kit, so I can't swim down to find them. Wait but a I minute. want to. But if they had a heart attack, wouldn't they be dead, and then wouldn't they float to they the float, top? But then the hawks and the eagles would get them. We're talking about Oh, we've got plenty to... of critters that talking... eat out of that mm-hmm. pond. But, hun- like, hundreds all at once? How am I going to get into my neighbor's house to check their freezer? Come on. <laughs> I, we don't have Let's to... think about that Listen, theory. Well, here's the other thing. They're, they're not in the freezer anymore. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's been long enough. Yeah, you're right. But one day, I hope we do get an official end to the saga of what happened to the catfish. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. And I do want to. I do want to. Still there? Yeah, I, I, so everything the, else is there. Got any bass in that car? <laughs> Tony, uh, Tony only wants bass. <laughs> yeah, I I stocked it several years ago, oh, and so yes, baby. there are bass in there. Oh. And that's why I haven't given you directions to my house. But I do want to put out a a shout-out to Old Town Country Store is what it's called. OldTownCountryStore.com is Uh uh, their website I'm on right now. Look at at how people are doing their, you know, they're ramping up their gardening. Just this Mm -hmm. morning, my wife and I were talking about a greenhouse to grow our own vegetables. Um, I don't have the patience to deal with uh, raising our own chickens, although our neighbor does. So we trade stuff back and forth for, for eggs. Um, but a lot of people are doing that. They're, they're ramping up their gardening or maybe they're getting chickens or baby pigs. Yeah. That's the, this store can help you get through it. Yeah. The, that's another, that's another big thing for them besides the animal stuff. Um, the gardening stuff, they, they've got it all. They've got the, they've got grass seed obviously, and everything for your plants in your garden and everything. They got, they got fertilizers, all of it. They got you covered out there. It's a, uh, it was a really cool store. I, I am I was shocked to know that I had been so close to it so many times without realizing right. it was there. Uh, and what used to be that it's old downtown St. Peter's. They got this really cool three or four story grain elevator right in front of the right in front of the old town country store. Mm. So, yeah, it's really, really cool stuff. So hopefully we'll get a chance to get Hank on the store or on the show uh, sometime in the near future. Right now, let's go and ahead. for the record, yeah, go ahead, for the record, uh-huh. uh, it's, it says on their website, you do not have to be a co-op member to come in and save at their newly remodeled store. Yeah, so correct. Uh, that's it's open to everybody. That was 104 yeah. years yeah. ago. And the store is and the store <laughs> is, is super cool. They, they got a lot of great stuff in there. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I really... but Carl, I'm, I'm sure that they've updated their website since 1916. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking. Let's hope so. All right, let's take another quick break. And we are going to talk to the former mayor of Ferguson. James Knowles. When we get back, James is going to join us for the rest of the show, and he's going to join us for the podcast exclusive this week. So make sure you uh, not only listen for the rest of the show, but also download that podcast so you get the entire conversation we have with Mayor Knowles. When we get back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'll see you when you get back. Probably be up all night. 
back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Producer Carl is spanning the music genres. We had pop, we had country, and now we're bringing you back to your old days up the dial. Yeah, that, yeah, on the point. Yep, that's right. Welcome back to the show. Tony Colombo here, producer Carl Middleman, of Beep course, beep. in studio, and my partner, Bo <laughs> Matthews. That always makes me laugh. I don't know if Carl's <laughs> nickname, I don't know if we sh- if Carl's nickname should be Pew Pew or if it should be New Chad. I like them both. So. It was Carl the intern for 30 years, <laughs> right, so. Yeah. And it, it will always be. Yeah, that will always be, but uh, your secondary oh. nickname for this show, it's a to- toss-up right now between Pew Pew and New Chad. <laughs> Hey, Carl, at least it's better than just Pew. I like like New Chad. Uh, So as I mentioned here in just one moment, we're going to get James Knowles III, the former mayor of Ferguson, on the show with us. Going to finish the show this week with the mayor and then uh, uh, also continue the discussion in this week's podcast exclusive. So if you want to get the whole conversation, make sure that you download that podcast exclusive. comes out on Monday. Of course, we release two podcasts every week. The show podcast, which you're listening to right now, which you can actually get the podcast before the show airs. The podcast comes out on Fridays, the show podcast, and the podcast exclusive comes out on Mondays. Get it anywhere that you get podcasts, uh, but uh, I would recommend the Radio.com app as the best place to get the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors podcast. So let's go ahead and get the mayor on the line with us now, Mayor James Knowles from Ferguson, former mayor. I get it's, I'm still not used to saying former mayor, James, but it's always great to talk with you, buddy. How's it going? It's doing pretty good. It's always great to hear from you guys, and it is, uh, you know, I've spent 15 years of my life in public service, and uh, I'm still get, I've been out of office since June. Still, it's still hard to get used to that a little bit. Yeah, and I bet. I bet. I feel like the Godfather. I, I keep getting calls constantly, you know, for things. <laughs> you know, I try to get a. They keep trying to pull me back in, and I'm like, I'm not running for anything, at least not for right now. So, so <laughs> real quick before we dive into all the topics that we want to discuss with you, uh, what give us that that quick update for people that that don't know the uh, you were you were termed out, right? So you were not you weren't yeah. able to run again. Um, what have you been doing in the meantime, and what is uh, uh, do you have any future? ideas aspirations of of where you're where you're taking your career well you know i've uh being mayor wasn't a full-time job though it took full-time you yeah, know attention sure. typically yeah. but so you know you know focus uh you know on my career but then also my my family i mean you and i have talked tony about uh you know my daughter uh last december just just a little over a year ago now i uh, was diagnosed with leukemia so been spending a lot of time with yeah. uh with her um, obviously, her treatments and everything uh, take up a lot of our time and attention. But she's mm-hmm. doing very well. That's good. responded well to the uh, to the uh, treatments. It's about a year ago uh, next week that we got. We were in the hospital for a little over a month. So, um, yeah, I know that's last, been a uh, tough. I know Christmas. that's been an unbelievably tough situation that most parents can't even fathom. So, uh, God bless you and your family and your but, little girl. But it was a blessing to get out of politics about the time I yeah, needed to. But, yeah. um, but you know, she's doing well, and I'm certainly uh, staying involved in both in our community and in, um, and I, I haven't decided on what I would do next. I kind of look to see, you know, where my calling would be, where I, where I would be needed. I'm not a, I've never been a political ladder climber that just somehow ladders, you know, <laughs> appeared in, in front of me, of me. And, <laughs> and I and I've been. 
pushed up them. So, yeah. uh, I didn't intend on running for mayor of Ferguson. It just, you know, happened and uh, certainly didn't intend for everything to happen during my tenure. But um, there's a, there's obviously a lot of that we've been through that uh, a lot of that I've dealt with that I think is some good experience that would be beneficial to, uh, you know, potential future offices. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you mentioned that uh, you right, mentioned that, that right now I haven't declared anything, but right. you would be the first to know. You yeah, know? we're here for you when you're ready to make that announcement. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, you can uh, make the announcement right here. You mentioned that, you know, Absolutely. being mayor of Ferguson was not a uh, salary wise is definitely not a full time job. There's been a lot of discussions over the years about whether public servants should make uh, a living or a, even in many cases, uh, uh, you know, a very well above average living, um, just doing their public service. Where do you where do you stand on that? Do you do you feel like uh, you know you should that, that it should be a full time job and a six figure career if you're a representative or you know a mayor of a big city, or do you think that that creates problems? You know, it's a double edged sword. I don't think anybody should get into the. And I know I heard. Dave Glover said this not, not just the other day, but nobody should get into office for money. You know, nobody should be running for office saying, you know, that's a good career. That's a that's a financial. You know, that that to me, there's a financial benefit that I'm running for office. Yeah, um, and that can that motivate purpose. you to make decisions that maybe you would otherwise not make because you don't want to lose your job that's making so much money for you. But on the other hand, I mean, we have a lot of like really poorly paid public servants mm-hmm. who. Uh, who who take side money because they got they can't make any money doing yeah, yeah. anything else. I mean, at the end of the day, I've been very blessed to have a career in which my employers have uh, allowed me a tremendous amount of time and flexibility to serve. Not everybody has that opportunity. So you really limit who can run for, for city council or who can run for mayor, who can run for state rep. I mean, who in their right mind can say, I have a good job. I'm an intelligent person. I have a great career, but I'm going to take five months a, a year off of my job to run for state rep so I can make $30,000 a year. Yeah. I mean, nobody's nobody in the right mind does that, which is why you don't get, you know, you're not getting a lot of people who want those kind of jobs. Yeah, who are solely focused you have, on that. You get lawyers, you get some people who, you know, you get retirees, you get people who can't get other jobs. <laughs> I mean, there's some people I know are in public office. I'm like, you probably couldn't get any other job but that. Mr. Dolls, this is Bo. I, I, I do have a question for you. Going back to your original statement of you feel like the godfather, uh, do you, uh, not to reveal, you know, actual text, but what are, what are some of the things that people are saying to you when they're looking at the headlines, they're seeing what happened in Washington, D.C., yeah. uh, comparing it to, you know, what happened in Ferguson? Uh, was, you know, Ferguson seemed like a practice run or the, the beginning of what we're seeing in all the cities last summer? Uh, what, what are some people, uh, what are some things people are asking you or talking to you about? Well, other than the, the uh, always the question, you know, will you run for this, will you run for that? I mean, I've I get a lot of calls about county executive and other things, but uh, on, on those on that front, <laughs> you know, somebody's got to represent North County. Amen. But you know, Bo, to your Bo, to your point, you know, I look back, and a lot of people, especially in North County and in St. Louis, I think, see, like you said, you know, trial runs probably a good, you know, word for what we saw start to happen in Ferguson uh, back in 2014. 
when I see people respond, when people refer to the police response today and over the past few years, you know, a lot of that shift in how we deal with protests and protesters, how protesters act, how they're allowed to act, the difference between protesters and rioters, you know, a lot of that conversation really started uh, in Ferguson in 2014. Right. And today, what we see is, and I've been expecting this for a long time, I mean, I think what we saw unfortunately happen at the Capitol back on, the, I think it was the 6th of January, you know, yeah. you have you have a similar sort of situation where you have a protest. Uh, certainly there were people there who planned on being, uh, you know, coming to do some nefarious deeds. Um, but by and large, you had a huge protest that got out of hand and people who were there to do nefarious things got to hide among those people. Mm-hmm. People who probably didn't show up to, to do what they did got caught up in this moment, mm-hmm. got caught up in the fervor, got caught up in this mob mentality. I mean, that happened in Ferguson every every night, and I and I used to have that conversation with with ministers and people who were out there, and I'd say, I realize you're not here to burn a building down, but if 500 of you are here to pray with a candle and five people have Molotov cocktails hiding amongst you, mm-hmm. we cannot tell the difference in how we respond, and. You know, that's, you know, we saw that over the summer. We've seen that in every protest since. And police have struggled with how to deal with that. Do we show force? Do we de-escalate? How far can you de-escalate? How far do you let them go? I mean, they let them take over whole city blocks over the summer. You know, this year they they didn't know what to do. Instead of, you know, shooting people getting into the Capitol, they let them in because they didn't know what to I mean, law enforcement is in an untenable situation. And the, you know, depending on who's protesting, you know, <laughs> everybody wants to to change, I guess, their opinion on how you deal with protesters. It needs to be dealt with across the board the same way. You know, you cannot have people have, you know, you have justifiable anger and you don't. You're allowed to break the law, but you're not. You, you know, I'm sorry, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon and those guys don't get to dictate, you know, who gets to choose who's got righteous anger and who doesn't. Right, right. We need to understand people's anger on either side, and we need to have a conversation with them about that, and we need to not dismiss people on either side. And But no matter what your motivation is, if you break the law, you break the law. Whether or not you're— Absolutely. Yeah, no matter what you're— Absolutely. Whether it's righteous— or it's or not, it doesn't matter when you start breaking the law. Uh, only got a few minutes left in the show here, uh, but we're going to continue this conversation with uh, Mayor Knowles in the podcast exclusive, as I mentioned. So make sure you download that podcast. Uh, Mayor, while we have a couple minutes left, what's the biggest difference, do you think, uh, maybe that, or maybe the biggest uh, thing that has evolved since the Ferguson riots and the Capitol riots what what are the big biggest differences you see either from politicians or the media or law enforcement from the way it was done in Ferguson and what we're seeing now? I mean, I go back to when we first started experiencing unrest at our council meetings, um, and I saw how the Department of Justice and groups, um, not just allowed, but you know, almost encouraged, you know people to act out, speak out, disrupt council meetings, 
um, intimidate. Mm. I mean, they like to say, you know, our job here is to make you feel uncomfortable. That's the purpose of a protest. You know, that's only like half a step away from intimidation. I, I find it ironic that, you know, Congress people now are upset that, you know, people are coming to their house to, to, you know, scare them or you know, get them to do things when they've been doing this for years to local officials, to school board people. I mean, they broke out the windows in my house. You know, they came over to my house and intimidated and scared my eight-month pregnant wife. Wow. Um, but you know what? Don Lemon and no Congress, none of those people cared then. They felt like, oh, well, this is, I mean, I listened to them chant over and over again, this is what democracy looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, you know, they, you know, you they're scared and now yeah. they're intimidated. And so now it's no longer an okay thing. People need to, to decide and be across the board even with what is acceptable, what is, uh, you know, acceptable forms of demonstration, what is, um, you know, the conversation we need to have about yeah. that. Yeah. We don't, we haven't, we haven't done that over the past five years. And now that the pendulum swinging back and forth, it's frankly chaotic. I don't know where we go from here if we don't have a conversation. So we're going to continue this conversation in the podcast exclusive. Unfortunately, we're out of time here on the show. That is James Knowles, the former mayor of Ferguson. He's going to stick around for that podcast exclusive. Again, podcast exclusive comes out on Monday, so make sure you download the podcast so you can hear the rest of this conversation with the mayor. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's show. For producer Carl Middleman and my partner, Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you next week. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 